Hello there, and welcome to the Potent Puffin Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Thomas. Now this week, I want to talk about a few port calls I got to take uh, when I was in the Coast Guard. A couple of interesting places I got to visit that I just wanted to share with y'all. Uh, maybe a story or two from each place. So the first place I want to talk about is Nome, Alaska. I got to visit Nome in the summer of 2012 when I was on an Arctic patrol with the Alex Haley. Now, you don't know much about Nome. Uh, look it up. It's a cool place. Um, some highlights about it. Um, Balto um, and the Iditarod. That's all ended at Nome. Another interesting thing is Wyatt Earp. Uh, owned a bar in Nome for a little while. So after the events of Tombstone and the OK Corral, he went to Nome and opened up a bar uh, for a small bit. And so it's a really interesting place. Uh, a lot of gold prospecting uh, goes on up there. It's a small town, very small. The movie theater there is shares a building with the subway. So you go, you get your movie ticket, you order a foot long and popcorn, and take it all into the movie. Pretty interesting. And so when I was in Nome, one of my favorite uh, Coast Guard stories comes up. Um, first time I told this story, after it happened, I was talking with my brother and his buddy Hat when I was home on leave. And they stopped me, like, the first sentence in, because they're just, like, had to digest this sentence. So I'll just go ahead and go into the story. So there I was, walking down the back streets of Nome, buying Wolverine pelts like any good American would. And when I got stopped. And what had stopped me was a rope had been lassoed around me. And when I turned around, there was a small kid probably about five years old, and he was dressed almost identical to me. Cowboy hat, cowboy boots, blue jeans, Carhartt vest. Kid even had blonde hair and blue eyes, just like me. It was crazy. I was like, what is with this little kid dressed like me, lassoing me in the middle of the street here? And I turn around, and I'm looking at this kid, and this kid looks up at me, and is like, Are you my daddy? And I was like, kid, I don't know you. And I just pulled the rope off me, I was like, kid, just go home. I'm not your dad. <laughs> and this was, when I was new in the Coast Guard, this was, like I said, 2012. I was just turned 21. Kids are nowhere on my radar. So I'm like, I don't know why this kid's thinking I'm his dad, but, man, that was crazy. And the two guys that were with me were just, like, just stood there just staring at me, like, what is going on? And so they always teased me about having an illegitimate kid in Nome the rest of that, rest of that tour. But other than that, Nome was cool. Like I said, I was buying Wolverine pelts while I was there. Uh, there was one shop, went in, had lots of animal pelts. Really cool. Old Russian dude running the place. Uh, very thick accent. And 
you know, he didn't take just straight cash. He he would he bartered with you. So we did we did some trade actually, and yeah, I traded I think a couple packs of I think that what was it? Yeah, two pouches of Red Man and fifty bucks, and I got a Wolverine pelt and a Badger pelt. That actually my wife recently used uh, to start making a headdress for Calson. So that's pretty cool because I hung on to those for quite a while before we actually used them. Um, other than that, man, Gnomes is really cool. Just look it up. It's an interesting place. The um, next place I'm going to talk about is Adak, Alaska. Adak's a really small island. Very and when I say small, like, population-wise, it is really small. Like, I think in the summer, it's just over 100 people live there. And in the winter, it's like 40-something people live there. And it's interesting because it used to be a big Navy base. But I want to say it was in the early 90s, I want to say, the, the Navy, they just pulled out. So there's all the, these housing areas that's just abandoned. Um, it's, it's like a legitimate ghost town. It's pretty cool. And, you know, while I was there, we got to, you know, we went into some of the old abandoned housing. And, like, some of it's, the stuff was just left there. It's really interesting. Um, it was caribou season while we were there, so... A few of us went out caribou hunting. Uh, no one got anything, though. Kind of disappointed about that. But that was still cool. Really fun hiking to do while we were there. Saw some old World War II bunkers. It's just really cool. Had a big bonfire on the beach. It's a really interesting place. Uh, but my favorite thing about ADAC, though, is there is the ADAC National Forest. It is the smallest national forest in the country. And it's because I want to say there's only about five or six trees. Yet it's a national forest. The sign for it, it's just one sign. It says, you are now entering and leaving the ADAC National Forest. But the story behind why there's this little group of trees on this small island in the Aleutic chain that's considered a national forest. And it's because, if I, if I remember correctly, it goes back to, I want to say, in World War II, the troops who were stationed there. Um, you know, it was Christmas time, and so to help boost the morale of the, the servicemen who were there, they planted these Christmas trees um, to, to boost morale for Christmas time. And they've been there ever since. And just, I believe, just due to the purpose of them being there, it's been, des it's been designated a national forest. So it's really interesting. Something I was really glad to see. I think we made like three or four trips up there <laughs> to see the national forest. Um, another really kind of off-key thing about ADAC was going to buy buy liquor while I was there. 
Um, so I had to ask around to find the liquor store. So you had to go to this one restaurant, which there's only like two restaurants there. There's two restaurants and a bar, I think, something like that. And so you had to go to this specific one. And then when you're there, you had to go to the bartender and ask for the liquor store. And then they would go get somebody else. And then that person would come and take you down a side hallway. And then it was just in the in the in the wall, just a big old door safe. And you'd go through in through this vault door and it was just like a big room that was just the liquor store. And it was insane because I wanted uh, some whiskey to mix with my Coke while we're for the bonfire. And it was $90 for the little, what is it, like the 12-ounce bottles of R&R, the, the smaller ones. Yeah, and it was about $90 for that. That was insane. And that was the cheapest whiskey they had. They had two other options, Crown and I think Johnny Walker. But those were both um, came in fifths, and I don't even want to remember how much those cost. But, yeah. And another really cool thing on ADAC was at the bar... Uh, our commanding officer presented them with a life ring from the Alex Haley. So it got that got hung up on the bar. Everyone on the crew signed it. It's really cool. Um, and the bar had it hanging up. I don't know if it's still hanging up. I'm sure cutters do that all the time whenever they stop there because it's such an interesting place. And the last place I'm going to talk about was actually not in... Alaska. This actually came when I was stationed on the Kikui in Hawaii, and it is the island of Midway. Now, the island of Midway, if you're not familiar, it's basically the halfway point between Japan and America, and it was a very pivotal place in World War II. Um, there actually was recently a movie titled Midway, uh, great movie recommend you watch it if you haven't seen it but the island of midway it's really cool it's i believe it's now um ran by like the u.s fish and wildlife um it's been closed to the public for quite some time now the only people who go there are scientists and um u.s fish and wildlife officials and occasionally the Coast Guard, I don't know, other military may visit for reasons, I don't, I'm not sure. But the, I know the Coast Guard goes, and it's always either the Kukui or the Walnut. Um, Kukui won't go there anymore because they've been re-homeported, so it's whatever buoy tender uh, swap with the Kukui will be one of the two that go there to serve it, because you got to service the buoys outside of the island. Because it's, uh, it's not, actually it's not an island, it's technically an atoll, but small difference but anyways midway was really cool um we had a lot of buoys to service when we got there and we actually worked it out to where everything was done by midday the second day we we're there so we had nothing but but uh 
liberty during that port call uh, for the majority of it. And it's really cool. It was like the only time I had Cinderella Liberty, but they it was kind of modified Cinderella Cinderella Liberty, so you didn't actually have to be back on the boat by a certain time. You just had to be within sight of the boat. So we would just have a big bonfire every night just on the beach next to the boat. But Midway was cool. There's monk seals and sea turtles swimming. Um, when we were there, we actually, um, met up with some scientists and helped them transport a bunch of these, uh, Lazon ducks, um, back to a different atoll, um, where these ducks used to, um, habitate, but for whatever reason, they haven't been there for a few years at the time, so they wanted to reintroduce them to this other atoll. So that was interesting. Um, but my big thing with Midway is you're there and just because this one pivotal battle happened there, it's, it just brings this sense of awe while you're there and you just, you can just feel, feel it still. And it, so it's just a place that one, because of the natural beauty and two, just because of the significance in world history and U.S. history in particular, that I just hold it as a dear place to me, and it's somewhere, somewhere I'm very glad I got to visit. I feel very blessed to have got to go there, because it's somewhere a lot of people will never get to see. And one thing um, from Midway is there is this uh, little memorial there, uh, to commemorate the battle and there's a saying by Walter Lord that says they had no right to win yet they did and in doing so they changed the course of a war more than that they added a new name Midway to that small list that inspires men by example like Marathon the Armada the Marne even against the greatest of odds, there is something in the human spirit, a magic blend of skill, faith, and valor that can lift men from certain defeat to incredible victory. Now, that, that saying is just very powerful to me. Uh, I keep it dear, and it's something that I think back to whenever I'm having difficult struggles with uh, my mental health, whether it be my PTSD, the depression, the anxiety, or if I'm just having just everyday struggles even. If I'm, if I'm having struggles, this is one of those quotes that I go back to. Because I think it's the human spirit. You know, everyone has that. And with us, we have all those things that we can use to help us conquer our daily battles. Yeah, it's going to be hard, and it's not going to be easy, but we have it within us to keep fighting and to to conquer our daily struggles. And that's, that's all I'm going to say with that. But Midway, it was a great place. One of my favorite places. 
And I'm just going to end with that. And I will catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you enjoyed this, please give me a like or follow on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter um, at Potent Puffin. I'm also on Patreon. If you would like to support me there, that would be greatly appreciated. And also check out my YouTube channel. It's the same podcast, but I have some interesting Sharpie art going along with it on YouTube. So thanks for listening.